Daylight Savings Time. Uh, I'd like to call this meeting of the Plan Commission to order. We have a quorum. Anyone registered for public comment? Uh, are there any communications, disclosures, or recusals from members of the Commission? Excuse me. Uh, I'd like to remind everybody uh, you have a cell phone. Now would be a good time to turn it off. Uh, the next item on our agenda is the minutes of the February 23rd, 2015 meeting. Uh, uh, moved by Alder King. Um, correction, Mr. Cantrell? Sorry. I'm listed as present at that meeting. I was absent, so um, just to let you know. Okay. Yeah, we, 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 we felt like you were here. Okay. Is there a second to the motion to approve with that correction? Moved by Ms. Berger. Discussion? All those in favor signify by saying aye. Opposed, no. Passes unanimously, if without enthusiasm. Um, <laughs> routine business. <clears throat> We have three items of routine business. Item one, Legistar 37273 uh, for a platted public utility easement at 910 West Wingra Drive. Item two, Legistar 37332. Uh, acquisition of land interest for construction and maintenance of the All Saints Path uh, near Watts and High Point Road. And uh, item three, Legistar 37404, a substitute um, authorizing acceptance of a warranty deed from the Valhalla Valley Homeowners Association for property located at 7312 Ashwa Bay Lane. Is there a motion to approve routine business? Uh, moved by Mr. Cantrell, seconded by uh, Alder Zellers. All those in favor, are there any registrants on routine business? All those in favor signify by saying aye. Opposed, nay. Uh, passes unanimously. Um, we can't go to public hearings yet, but we could go to secretary's report. Okay. Just a quick rundown of the items coming to the commission at their next two meetings. On March 23rd, uh, we will have uh, an 8- and 10-story, 192-unit apartment building before you at 114 North Bedford Street. Uh, we have... A replat of the village at Autumn Lake subdivision, a plat that was approved and recorded about 10 years ago, uh, never built out, uh, that the developer is now seeking significant changes to. Uh, that will be back uh, before you for essentially a new set of approvals at your next meeting. Uh, we also have a host of zoning text amendments, uh, including a couple that have come out of our discussions last fall, including the uh, changes to the plan development district that we talked about in October. So a series of five zoning text amendments that will be before you for discussion on March 23rd. 
and then some conditional uses and demolition permits as noted on the agenda. Looking ahead to April 6th, we have a planned residential development at 4525 Secret Garden Drive. This is in the secret places at Siegel Cove Preserve on the far southeast side of the city off of Siegel Cove Road. And then a large-scale apartment development in the 700 block of East Mifflin Street at North Livingston that is scheduled to be before you. It's the former Reynolds Yard, or soon-to-be former Reynolds Yard at Mifflin and Livingston Streets. And that concludes the upcoming matters that we know of at this time. Thank you. I neglected to deal with the schedule of meetings. We have regular meetings on March 23rd, April 6th, and 20th. I want to call your attention to the fact that we've got special meetings scheduled tentatively to discuss zoning code revisions on Tuesday, April 14th, and Tuesday, May 12th from 5 to 7 p.m., a place to be determined. Ms. Berger? I just wanted to state that I'm not going to be present for the April 6th meeting. Okay. Thank you. I believe that's all we can do until 545, so we'll be informal for a few minutes. Thank you. We're back in session. It's time for public hearings. I want to remind anybody who came in since the beginning that now would be a good time to turn off your cell phones if you haven't already done so. For those of you who are with us on a regular basis, I want to explain that we start with something we call a consent agenda, which is we take up all the items that everybody's agreed to, nobody insists on speaking on, and have absolutely no controversy associated with them. We dispose of them rather quickly, and then we go back to the regular items on the agenda, which may take up a little more time. Our consent agenda this evening only has two items on it now. Those are items 5 and 7. Item 5 is Legistar 37000 to allow construction of an accessory building at 1901 West Lawn Avenue. We have a registrant, 1901 West Lawn Avenue, Hans Hemke, in support available to answer questions. And item 7, Legistar 37007, a 24-month extension for a place of worship and student center at 723 State Street. We have a registrant, Ron Trachtenberg, 3 South Pinckney Street, in support, wishing to speak, but I presume willing not to speak, to stay on the consent agenda. Thank you. So, I've opened and closed the hearings on the consent agenda items. Is there a motion? Moved by Ms. Hamilton Nisbet, seconded by Alder Zellers. Any discussion? All those in favor signify by saying aye. Opposed, no. They pass unanimously. Thank you.
Anybody here on items 5 and 7 can enjoy the rest of their evening. That will take us back to item 4, Legistar 36828, dealing with changing the zoning of property at 2165 Rimrock Road. This has been referred back to us. Just very briefly for members of the Planning Commission, this item was before you at your February 9th meeting, and on a 5-3 vote, the Planning Commission recommended to the Common Council that the rezoning of the property not be approved, as the proposed rezoning was not consistent with the comprehensive plan recommendations for employment. On February 24th, when the matter was scheduled to be heard before the Common Council, the District Alderperson for the subject site, Alder John Strasser, requested that the matter be sent back to the Planning Commission. It was not specified what the Planning Commission was requested to do with the matter when it was sent back, but it was referred to this meeting, and a new public hearing was noticed for tonight. We have not received any new materials for this matter, and there are no registrants to speak on the item, nor am I aware that the applicant or property owner are present. And so the question is back before the Planning Commission to decide. The materials that you had before are in the packets for your use tonight, and if you have any questions, I'd be happy to answer them. Thank you. Okay, I'll open the public hearing. Alder King. Well, I just want to clarify his comments from the Council meeting. So, because I was the one that asked directly what the charge was if it was referred back to the Planning Commission, and I think I voted against referring it back to us anyway. But my understanding from the District Alderperson is that we would have something different in front of us, and that he was going to provide a substitute or an alternate or something different for us to do. And since none of that has happened, I will leave that to you all. Just on that point, there was an effort to refer it for the purposes of creating a substitute. However, it was pointed out to Alder Strasser after the Council meeting on the 24th that he could not offer a substitute on the matter because it was an applicant-driven request. And so the substitute that he suggested might be forthcoming to this meeting, in fact, couldn't be. So if there was a different plan of attack for the property, whether it was an Alder-driven rezoning, zoning text change, or some subsequent request as a result of a text change, none of those questions are before the Commission tonight. Just the original question by the applicant and the property owner to rezone the property. Any discussion on this item? Is there a motion? Mr. Cantrell? I would move that we place this item on file. Seconded by Mr. Sundquist. Any discussion of the motion, Mr. Cantrell? Well, obviously there's no new information to review, and so the conditions and the facts have not changed since our prior review. And I totally agree with staff's report that it's inconsistent with the plan in this case, and that's why I've supported this, recommended this motion. Thank you. Ms. Berger? So I had voted against placing it on file last time. 
I guess I just want to make sure I'm clear on what we're supposed to do here. I mean, I, I haven't changed my mind on that, I guess. But on the other hand, I feel like I would vote to just send the same message that we sent last time because the body voted to place it on file. So I just wanted to clarify, are we voting? Should my vote be the same as it was last time, or should my vote be, I think that it, it I'd say that it's, complete, <clears throat> it's completely up to you. Uh, I mean, it's a, I just it, want to make sure it's treat, clear, like, what we're voting. It, it is as if it's here for as a brand-new motion. It's a brand-new motion. All right. That's the best guidance I can give you. Mr. Heifetz? Thank you, Mr. Chair. I was just going to reiterate that, I'll, reiterate that I'll be voting consistent with my last vote on this since it is worded as the same motion. It's not worded as affirming our position or anything of that nature. That's correct. Um, I don't know if that would change my mind anyways, but uh, I could say I appreciate having this back before us for no apparent reason, but that would not be accurate. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Mr. Shepard. Just as a question for staff, would it be important to put in the minutes, the notes, what we, what you just stated that, um, you know, that new information was proposed, well, no new information was presented to, once again, support this file. Would it be important to have some notes just to clarify this? Otherwise, it just looks like an administrative, you know, mistake, like it came back to us twice. Okay. 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 If that would, uh, if the commission so chooses, it can uh, send along in its recommendation to the council from tonight. You know whether it's based on the previous materials, based on uh, the lack of new information or additional testimony or, or what have you. Yeah. Just some note to, once again, to clarify what happened here. Sure. So it doesn't look like an administrative. Because that's what it just looks like. I remember when I opened the file, I, the, once again, the packet, it was like, oh, it's back again. And there was nothing really new in it. So I'll, I'll, I can do that, certainly. Thank you. Uh, anyone else? Then um, <clears throat> we have a motion, I believe. Um, do we have a motion? Yeah, okay. Yes. And a second? Yeah, okay. Uh, then all those in favor of the motion signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed, no? No. Okay, we have two no's, I believe. Yes. Okay, the ayes have it. Thank you. That motion, that item is referred. Um, I'm sorry. Placed on file. Item 6, Legistar 36623, conditional use for a place of worship in a school located at 734 Holy Cross Way. Yes, just briefly, uh, the request before the Planning Commission is a, a threefold. It's a building exceeding 10,000 square feet in a residential zoning district. It's also a place of worship uh, and school. Uh, if a place of worship has an uh, occupancy greater than 600, it becomes a conditional use. And so the question before the Planning Commission uh, is the approval of the conditional uses for Holy Cross Lutheran Church. I believe that there is also a parking modification that is also being requested by the applicants uh, because they are proposing to exceed the maximum number of off-street parking stalls that would otherwise be required by the zoning code. Uh, staff is recommending approval of the request uh, 
as outlined in the conditions of approval beginning on page four the applicant requests that the matter be taken off the consent agenda tonight because they have revised elevations that they wish to present to the planning commission for consideration as part of your approval and i'd be happy to answer any questions about the matter after the public hearing thank you i will open the public hearing registrants we have one registrant david bomb 311 east chicago milwaukee in support wishing to speak representing holy cross church mr bomb you've got three minutes if you need a little more time we'll give it to you thank you my name is david bomb i'm with architecture 2000 i have been working on this project for approximately a year and a half now we've had several hurdles that we've had overcome over this time the first one major setback was the dot gave us notification that they may be infringing upon our property with the redevelopment of the interchange that brought us to a standstill while we tried to figure out what they were going to do the second issue that we've come across is that this property is not on a collector grade street that came to us about three weeks ago and we had to go through another hearing so we were pushed to this meeting we went to board of zoning appeals and they approved our project that it doesn't have to be on a collector street we just have to do a couple considerations guide people to the left as they exit our building instead of to the right which is the residential left goes right to a main street the third one is cost my clients had a meeting this morning talked to the contractor the costs have gone up and up through the wind through the winter unfortunately we tried to anticipate that with providing three options for this building a basement a half gym and some material reductions those didn't even satisfy the costs didn't take into account all the cost this morning we're over budget i was asked to pull this from the agenda to talk about how we're constructing the gym the gym was originally proposed as a concrete panel wall which is generally acceptable to get the full gym we need to go to a metal panel wall instead of a concrete panel today i had my staff revamp that and for clarification we are talking about the walls of the gymnasium to get that full gym and we're changing those walls on the elevations i've had a set of elevations passed out to all of you the bottom two elevations illustrate a vertical either 18 inch or 24 inch u-shaped metal panel which will go full height of the gym and it gets hung on to a steel frame so that's the new construction that we're going with it would be a stippled pattern metal colored to match or match or contrast with the siding that's already on the building so that is the significant change that we're asking and that's why we've asked this to be pulled everything else on the project would stay the same except for that wall construction with that i'll open it up to questions that i can answer for you thank you uh questions mr sunquist so in one iteration there was parking that was in front of too far forward in front of the front plane of the building and then the zoning administrator says final plans show that that's no longer the case can you just there are let's pull this over there are eight parking stalls right here 
which are technically in front of the front of the building. So we have been asked to remove those. I have not changed the plans yet because I'm waiting for all the process to be approved. We've asked that to be a condition of approval. We, we have no problem removing those stalls. Okay. The, there's 80, the result is about 85 parking stalls. Why we need 85 instead of the 25 which are allowed? When you have a gym, you have events, graduation, uh, plays, basketball tournaments. Those events will draw more people than 25 cars. So we've put in the additional parking for that purpose. Okay, that was what I was going to ask. Thank you. Ms. Hamilton, this bit. Um, a couple of questions about the metal uh, paneling. You said it will be either the same color or a contrasting color from the siding, correct? Right. Do you, um, have you identified what color that will be yet? I, I asked because I think there are only a certain number of colors that are available. Yeah, there's, there's right now we've got a sage green uh, siding selected, and we can either use that same sage green or a beige. And until this just came up today, so I don't have samples of those with me, but it will be a color palette that blends with the other stone and siding that's on the building already. Or contrast, right? Right. So if, it's a, if we have a light green and they have a dark green available, we'll use the dark green to contrast with the light green of the, of the building. Okay. The only reason I'm asking is because those, you know, those colors may be slightly different. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. and, you, and because of the, you're asking for metal, you're going to also have a different sheen, sure. a different, you know, it will look different anyway. Right. And so I'm just trying to understand. So your your intention is to have it be the same color. It would, well, I, you know, I, I don't want a building that is all green. Right. So I would That's want something I'm... that might be a contrast to it. So I might go with a beige or I might go with a dark green, okay. something that will work with the color palette, but not be just a big blob of Right. One color. And then a question I have is also about um, this being in a gymnasium, mm -hmm. how, how would you deal with noise? Because the, the metal is going to have a much more, I would say, noisy quality sure. than, than a different type of material. And you're, um, are you doing anything different with that then, it being a gymnasium? The, the interior of the gymnasium, although it's a metal panel on the outside, the interior has a fabric drape that addresses the sound absorbency and also addresses balls being thrown at it and hit, kicked at it, so it protects the wall panel. And insulation and all of the other things on the yeah. inside as well. In the, in the old days, we used to see um, uh, insulation panels on the wall that had holes in them from all the balls hitting it. Now they've, they've um, improved that insulation, plus they put this membrane in front of it, which protects it and deals with all the sound issues. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. Any additional questions for uh, Mr. Baum? Thank you, sir. Thank you. There are no other registrants, so I will close the public hearing. Questions of staff? Uh, seeing none, uh, Ms. Berger, are you making a motion or asking a question? I'm just curious if staff's opinion of the project you know, if staff's recommendation has would change because of this change in materials? My understanding from the revisions that were presented tonight, and Mr. Baum can nod his head one way or the other to confirm, but these would be the permanent, this would be the permanent exterior of the gym? Yes. Okay. 
Ideally, we would want for a different material on a permanent basis, other than two-story tall or almost three-story tall corrugated metal panel, regardless of how it's painted. I would say that this is new information as of this evening's meeting. We were only made aware of the desire to present the revised elevations to the Commission tonight. Kevin Furco, who was the reviewer on this project, is not with us this evening. And so I haven't really had an opportunity to discuss it with him either. However, in the residential districts, we don't have material pallet requirements like we do in some other districts throughout the zoning code. And it's within the Plan Commission's realm to decide, in considering whether or not the conditional use standards are met, whether the revised elevations are sufficient or would be sufficient if conditioned in a certain way. So I would say I don't really have a strong opinion, but what opinion I have is sort of neutral at best towards the metal panels. And can you remind me, is UDC going to take any stab at this or no? Not unless the conditional use is referred to them for an advisory recommendation. Okay. Thank you. Any other questions? Ms. Hamilton-Nisbet? A question that I would have is then, are there any other conditions that you feel would be appropriate for this? And secondly, a question that I would have would be in terms of the landscaping. I don't see where, and given that this is a different material, would staff recommend some additional landscaping or arboviters or something as a screening? Or any other conditions that you feel would be appropriate given this change? I think that the only condition I would suggest is that maybe colored renderings be provided to staff once they decide on the material pallet for the entire building so that we can better understand how this change in materials might affect the overall composition. It is worth pointing out in favor of the applicant that they are not replacing masonry or a sort of higher order building material with the metal panels. They're basically taking tilt-up concrete walls or precast concrete walls and switching them out for metal. And frequently, certainly in industrial settings, those two materials are sort of interchangeable, tilt-up concrete or metal panel. I think the important difference here is that we are in a residential setting with this proposed use, although there is a fair amount of distance between the place of worship slash school and some of the residences. It's not in an industrial park. So other than wanting maybe colored elevations or colored rendering that we can understand how the entire composition will look for final approval, that would be the only thing I can recommend. I don't think that landscaping will really address any concerns that we had, and I think we would have probably asked for landscaping to mask the concrete panel just the same as the metal, to be frank. But again, I have to admit that I only have a modicum of knowledge about the application, much less than my colleague. I'm just, okay, where do we have, we don't have landscaping, though, as one of our conditions of approval, correct? Correct. And we were, and again, my comment was based on 
Kevin's staff report didn't recommend additional landscaping for the gym when it was going to be clad in precast concrete panel. I don't feel that asking for dramatic change to the landscaping program because of the metal panel is necessary. And staff doesn't want to consider that? I don't think that landscaping will effectively change the appearance of the nearly three-story height. Okay. Thank you. Any other questions of staff? Then is there a motion? I'm sorry. Mr. Heifetz moved approval. Mr. Cantrell seconded. Discussion of the motion? Ms. Hamilton-Nisbet first. I would just like to suggest adding the condition as recommended by Mr. Parks that colored renderings be provided to staff for their approval. Without objection? That's included. Thank you. Ms. Berger? No? Okay. Anyone else on the question? Then all those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed, no? Passes unanimously. Believe that concludes our business. Business by members. Announcements? Motion to adjourn? Moved by Alder King, seconded by Mr. Sundquist. All those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. We're out of here.